Thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Reddit, Instagram, and MeWe. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. Megan, take that in. Hey, Heather. New neighbors? Have a way, girl. She's cute. Cuter than me. It's Megan settling in school. Aye, aye. I just have them writing these journals, you know. Aye, Josie did one. My daughter, she's not with us anymore. Josie, Josie. Can they give me a lift? I'm sure your mommy's on her way. Please, I'm freezing. Come on. I was here before. She says she's been to the graveyard. Well, she's never been here. The white girl puts me in mind of Josie. She put about the same age. came here before. I was too small for these, wasn't I? You've never been here before. We had. There was a yellow thing. A fish. She knows this is Josie. Josie! You're starting to worry me here now. I understand that I sound crazy. Megan is not ah! Josie. How do you know? Leave us alone, please. I don't know what's what's the problem. You? It's my yard. Do you want to come to the car for one wee second? I'm supposed to be in school. Don't tell your mommy. She's always been here. She'll help us through this. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 408, releasing in theatres across the US on February 11 and on video demand on February 15, is here before. A psychological drama starring Andrea Riseborough as a grieving mother who must contend with ghosts of the past when a young girl who recently moved in next door conjures memories of the daughter she lost several years before. A haunting tale of grief and obsession in the suburbs of Belfast. The well-crafted and performed here before also marks the feature film debut of writer and director Stacey Gregg. I'm glad to say joins me now on the podcast. Stacey, thank you so very much for joining me today. Lovely to be here. So it's really interesting. The kind of like inspiration for here before is kind of like your own interest with kind of like the spiritual and the supernatural that you had as a child. How does that kind of come together kind of like to, to create a story? What was it about that time in your life that really, you know, was like the genesis for the, the movie that um, people are going to watch very soon on the screen? There's something curious that's happened as I've actually, as I've done some of these interviews and reflected on my answers um, and it sort of pulls together elements uh, of my growing up that I hadn't really put together mm-hmm. um, and I think you know I grew up at the end of the troubles in Northern Ireland in um, you know a, a quite a difficult you know working class city 
And I think, you know, there probably was a degree of escapism to me. And and by the same token, I was surrounded by quite adult um, situations, you know, on the news every night. Um, and I saw adults around me speaking in code, dealing with very difficult things. And so I think I probably internalized a lot of that. Um, and, you know, I became a storyteller and you carry the seeds of a lot of those things with you um, as an adult. So I would say, yes, the, you know, the story probably started with that character and a sort of precocious, imaginative, troublesome kid. Um, but I think that the interest that I have in uh, what I would call philosophical horror around grief, trauma, love, um, and how we deal with those things and an interest in really treating um, these characters with compassion and nuance. Um, all of that probably has its root in, you know, my growing up. Starring in the film, as I mentioned in my intro, is um, Andrea Riseborough. You know, from the first time I saw her in um, the remake of Bride and Rock, um, I just find her to be one of the best actors of her generation. I mean, just the, the number of roles that she does and the way she kind of absorbs herself and kind of like into her performances has just been terrific. Um, the role of Laura in this movie is interesting. You kind of, in regards to getting her in the film, you kind of, as people might say, you know, um, shot your shot in regards to trying to get her into the film. You sent her a fan letter and that kind of like started this communication between the two. Um, what was it like when one thing, when you uh, send off that letter, not knowing what type of response you have to, to that, you know, here we are, this is the actor that you wanted to appear in your role and you sent her the letter and and, and she's filming uh, in your uh, feature film debut. I'm sure it would have been such a joy for yourself. I mean, it's a madness, you know, like I, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I'm of course there's a le there's a degree of confidence you have. I felt like this is a good script, you know, like but the, I'm a first time director, I, you know, and I have a reputation from the theatre world and as a screenwriter, but still, mm -hmm. you know, it felt like a long shot. Um, so when she got back pretty quickly, when she said she was going to read it, I was like, oh, nice. Do you know what I mean? That's great. But then when she responded to wanted to meet, you know, it's just it's it really gives you faith actually, you know, and sometimes I guess when people go off and be successful you know you think they're so removed and actually you know we are creative peers everybody is looking to make those connections and I think that's such a wonderful thing to hang on to um so you know it goes without saying it's it's a total blessing to me as a first-time director but also just to get to work with and learn from somebody like Andreas who's so incredibly experienced and professional and generous um and yeah, the the film is testament to that. When it comes to the, the issue of uh, or the subject of grief in this movie, is it true that you and Andrea had a um kind of like spoke about this post that Nick Cave wrote about the loss of his own son? Was that kind of like the the kind of like the uh, inspiration or the kind of like the thing you two you two kind of tapped into in regards to how to express grief uh, in regards in your film was that kind of like an inspiration yeah. in regards to how to uh, develop the character of, of Laura? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I had come across that um, shortly before I think we went into prep, and it touched on so many of the things that the film was reaching towards. He talked about how we will. Um, we will our spirits and they, you know, they, they lead us out of the dark. Mm. Uh, and it was just so nuanced and sensitive and spiritual. Um, and yeah, so we, you know, we talked about that. Um, and Andrea had her own 
touchstones, you know, and we explored those those big things in life, you know, rather than we didn't rehearse, you know, but I think just connecting on that level. And as I say, that letter that Nick Cave wrote um, just felt in many ways like it, it, it you know, it, it connected to the, the, the ambitions and the, and the gestures of the film. The Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is brought to you by 80s Tees. 80s Tees is an online retailer of licensed t-shirts and pop culture gear from your favourite movies, TV shows, cartoons, video games, comic books and musicians. Celebrate your inner 80s nerd and click on the link in the show notes below to get the raddest retro t-shirts delivered to your door. The Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is brought to you by Loot Crate. Founded in 2012, Loot Crate is the worldwide leader in fan subscription boxes. Loot Crate partners with industry leaders in entertainment, gaming, sports, and pop culture to deliver monthly themed crates, produce interactive experiences in digital content, and film original video productions. No matter what you geek out about, Loot Crate has a subscription box for you. To get your very own exclusive collectibles, apparel, and gear delivered to your door, be sure to click on the link in the show notes below. The Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is also brought to you by Voodoo. Watch the latest movies and TV shows anytime, anywhere. No subscriptions, no contract. Enjoy stunning quality in up to 4K ultra high definition at home, and download and watch on your mobile device as well. To rent and buy from over 100,000 titles or watch thousands of movies free with Voodoo Movies on us, be sure to click on the link in the show notes below. Now, back to the show. What, what I think is really remarkable about here before we start, you really successfully hit this kind of balancing act in regards to the character of Laura does some things in the movies um, that is really comes to question, like the ethical, moral lines, especially when dealing with children. Um, um, but at the same time, there's an empathy that you have towards her as well, trying to get that balance in there. Um, how important was that to the success of your film? And, and how much of that is in the script? How much is that kind of develops over time when filming the movie? I mean, it's such a, I think it would be such a difficult thing to, to pull off, but you did very much pull off, put it off in the movie. Well, thank you. I, I think what, what I would offer is that I reserve that compassion for everyone in the world, in like the other adults as well. Um, there was never going to be like a villain or, you know, a wrong way to act. You know, people make t strange and terrible decisions all the time in the face of love and grief and pain. Mm. Um, and I think that certainly that's something that Andrea brought to that portrayal of Laura. You know, we, we even if we don't agree, we go with her. I love the look of the film. I'm, I know, I'm sure a lot of people would have remarked in regards to the colour and the tone of the, the cinematography that Chloe Thompson has in this mm -hmm. movie. The big part of that, of course, is filming in Belfast during winter. What's that experience like? I mean, there's a winter chill and I'm feeling for the screen. Is that as real uh, well, as you're uh, you know, filming the movie back, what was that, 2019 now or 2020? Yeah, it was very, very chilly. <laughs> it was very cold. Um, and, you know, we just really leaned into that. And we, I knew we were going to go for that sort of muddy, spare autumnal palette. And, you know, Chloe is a is a real artist. And, um, you know, the first day that we were shooting, it was absolutely bucket and raining, you know, miserable. But it looked great. It looked great on camera, um, you know, and our cast were troopers. Uh, but that landscape is so 
evocative and and kind of incredible and also the sort of more grim sub, like suburb suburban side of it as well like, you know I was very interested in pushing that sort of recognizable and familiar suburbia up against something that felt more uncanny and more sort of primal mm. um, and the landscape really helped bring that out what's interesting as well is that your post um production stuff you had to do a lot of that um on your own like in your apartment because COVID had hit at that time you had lockdown you know an interesting thing about you know in regards to all processes of, of movie making and filmmaking and, and such that I think over the last couple of years a lot of filmmakers especially independent filmmakers would have found themselves uh pushed into learning new skill sets I never figured they'd have to do before because it's just a necessity to do so I'm sure you know, working at home, I'm sure, with your laptop or number of laptops and trying to converse through Zooms, et cetera, would have been uh, quite the learning experience for yourself. It was really challenging and quite lonely. And I'm a very collaborative worker. Um, and so there were there were parts of that process that were just really tough, um, you know, and you're second guessing yourself and you don't have those, uh, you don't have, you know, you fuel yourself as a creative person. You go to, you know, you go to galleries or even just chatting down the pub with your mates, you know, and there was none of that, um, you know, but at the same time, there was a slowing down of the process as well. And at the time I was just sort of walking, I live by the sea, so I was just taking walks by the sea and it's just a very different um, pace of life. So, look, you know, for better or for worse, you know, this this was the process. And I just take, you know, I take the positives from it. There was something about learning how much you can do remotely as well. It was quite uh, useful, I think, moving forward. Um, but, yeah, you know, the edits magic, my, my, you know, all my, my editors, the people I work with in post were all great and we find our way through it. You know, the thing I love about films often is that sometimes a use of music or even a song would appear in a movie that you never thought would fit in that sort of way. The song Love You by the Three Design is used in this movie in a really interesting way. I Like the song itself is really kind of upbeat and kind of like, you know, it's, it's been used in certain, you know, um, films and commercials and stuff. So the way you use it in your movie is just so interesting. How did you know that that piece of music will work so well in the context of the themes and in the in the visuals that you were going to use in your movie? Because it's just such, like I said, it's just an interesting, curious choice, and it worked. And, and you pull it off so well in, in the movie. Thank you. I mean, I think there is definitely something very instinctive. And again, across the work that I've made, um, I'm interested in dissonance and in interruption and, and juxtaposition and all, things that feel sort of, you know, sort of spiky. And, you know, there was definitely something all the time I'm asking, what's, you know, what's the thing that we don't expect here? You know, well, it, does it show us something new or make us feel something different? Um, and quite early on that moment in the film, I just knew, I just knew that would do something to us. And, as, mm -hmm. and you know, as soon as you put that track on and then you play with the edit, you know, and it, and it just starts to, to, to present something and it's felt rather than necessarily something I want to intellectualize. Um, and, you know, that's just part of the alchemy, I think, of, of post and the edit and, and that kind of creativity. And, you know, it's something I love. This is your feature film debut, as we discussed before. What kind of lessons do you bring from your first film that you think you'll bring on to, to your second film, uh, do you think, um, when it comes to that time when you're behind the camera again? Um, I think, you know, I went into the first feature with not very many expectations. I was, it was, it happened sort of relatively quickly and I was so surprised to be in that in that moment that I just sort of went with it so I guess moving forward you know genuinely I, I have a there's something very validating about the experience of this film 
and the fact that you know I haven't been to film school I haven't made loads and loads of short films but if you have a clarity of vision and for me I think if you know what you need to feel or or you know there's a there's a way of working I suppose that I now have real confidence in um, and I suspected that was the case but you know I think moving forward it, it's that's a really valuable thing to carry in your core um, and and the other thing I think about directing is just demystifying the fact that so much of directing is about communicating your vision clearly, but mm-hmm. also just absorbing the everyday stress of shooting, you know? <laughs> and I think that was a revelation to me and something that I have a capacity to do. And I'm really excited, you know, to, you know, to make more. Well, for everyone out there listening across the US, February 11 in cinemas on video on demand, February 15 here before, I really recommend everyone check out this movie though, like on the biggest screen as possible because the the colours and the photography and just the performances and the sound design as well, use of music, it just works so well as a, as a cinema experience. I do encourage people to do check out the film in cinema. If not, you can check it on VOD as well on Feb 15. And Stacey Gray, congratulations to you. Uh, your feature film debut, you really knocked it out of the park here. I can't wait to see what you do in the future and hopefully we can talk again then. Thank you so much. Really lovely to chat.